You're listening to the private podcast for The Matrix with Amber Smith. Welcome to The Matrix call. We've been chatting, but officially welcome. Today typically is a content creation call, but one of the things that I was feeling, and this will make sense, like I haven't been creating a ton of content because of what's going on in my personal life. And so it didn't feel super integrity to be like, this is the kind of content you should be creating. I repurposed content for my podcast. I took a break on Instagram and it felt really good. And so I wanted to say that like, because I don't ever want to be out of integrity with my message. (laughs) And the other thing that's been on my mind, because many of you know, my daughter had surgery last week and she's doing great. My grandpa died yesterday and I'm navigating that. We knew it was going to come. So it wasn't a total shock, but still grief is, you know, interesting And so what I want to talk about was belief work because some of you guys, and even if you guys are watching the replay, like I know a lot of you guys are working on something that you've never created before and not just the result. And this is what I want to talk about today. It's not just what the result that we want to create. It's the way we create something that matters for a lot of us. So it's like, well, I want to create $111,000, Danita, (laughs) right? But it's not just like, I want that at all costs. I want to do whatever it takes. It's like, I want to work certain hours of the day, I don't want to overwork. I want to spend time with my family. I want to feel good about what I do. And so we want to line our beliefs up with not just the result, but the way we want to create it. And so like these past couple of weeks for me, it's been a chance for me to like evaluate what do I really want to create, but how do I want to create it and making decisions based on that, not just whatever it takes. I want peace of mind. I want full rest every night. I don't want to stress about my offers or my clients. I want to enjoy what I do and things like that. And so I think getting clear about what we want is an eternal process because a lot of you guys have what you want, or at least what you wanted five or 10 years ago, maybe even 15, 20 years ago, right? Like the things that you used to want, you now have. And sometimes if we're not intentional, we kind of coast. I know for me, like I coast after I've achieved some things, it's like, well, it's good and I'm good. And what's interesting about that, like I used the word stale earlier, like this stale energy or the stagnant energy is not in alignment with our souls, right? Like we want to be expanding. We want to be growing, which means it's time to get clear about what you want and line up your beliefs to have that. Even if it's new, bigger, maybe it feels impossible. In fact, I wrote down in creating impossible. That was on my to talk about today because a lot of what you're experiencing now used to feel impossible. So now it's time to reintroduce some big ideas again and line our beliefs up. So I wanted to talk about personal power. There's this concept that you've probably heard me talk about and other people talk about where it's like on the left, we're going to put personal power. And this is why I love coaching because as coaches, we're advocates of personal power. And then what I think of as like circumstantial power. So what I just explained, like I have a lot going on in my personal life. And one of the things like I still did a little launch for a boxer event. I'm still here. I still took care of my clients. And I took care of my family, but I put things on pause. But I also don't have a lot of mind drama about my business working because I want out of this concept, circumstantial power versus personal power. So on the right, this is what we think of as like our circumstances. They're working for us. And so when I feel good, when I have energy, when everything's working in my personal life, right, I have ideas flowing. I have clients paying me. The algorithm gods love my Instagram or whatever, right? When circumstances are lining up, we feel good. That is circumstantial power. Other types of circumstantial power, human design, 
So like yeah. how you're made up or like your Myers-Briggs type indicator, like your personality, when you're feeling good on your menstrual cycle, like maybe it's like you're in a certain phase and you have a lot more energy. When things beyond your own control are working for you, you have circumstantial power. When the economy is great, <laughs> right? These are all circumstances. Clients paying or renewing, right? Something that is happening in your life. It's easy to feel good when circumstances are working. It's easy to create content during this time as well to kind of tie it. Today won't be totally a ton about content, but I do want to mention since it's a huge part of what we do. And if I wait for circumstances to line up to feel powerful or to feel like my business is working or to create the results that I want the way that I want to create them, everything is always outside of me. It's not that we don't use circumstantial power for us. I do. I love human design. I love studying like with the Myers-Briggs and the Enneagram and all these things. So I know how to circumstantially set up myself and my family and my business for success, but I would never wait for it. I also don't rely on it. It's something to be mindful of. Other things is like family support. Everything's just working out so well, circumstantially. On the left side, and this is where it's all inside of you. Personal power is your thoughts, your beliefs, your choices, your awareness, your actions, regardless of circumstances. And that's, to me, the gift of coaching where I get to think and I get to believe whatever I want regardless of circumstances. So one of the thoughts that I was thinking, I was like, well, I still get to make money even if I'm not creating content. I really, really believe that. And so I did. And I don't want it to be like all about money. I don't think it has to just be about financial success in your business. It's going to be about anything. Like I'm going to have peace of mind. When my daughter went to surgery, I was like, I'm going to believe this is going to be the best thing for her and she's going to be better and everything's going to run smoothly. That's faith, right? I didn't have any evidence of that. There were, the circumstances didn't necessarily tell me that, but I chose to believe it. And so I experienced a lot of peace of mind and a lot of ease, even though there is a lot of things that weren't awesome. As you can imagine, a three-year-old having surgery isn't always great, but I still had a lot of peace of mind. And other areas in business, this can be like, I'm going to choose that my launch is going to work no matter what, even if no one's buying yet. Faith is when it doesn't look like it's working, right? Regardless of circumstances, I'll add faith to this little list. And this is the key to the universe <laughs> because this is how we create what we want regardless of circumstances. And this is what we teach our clients. We teach them how to act and be and do and feel and think regardless of circumstances. But we have to do this in our own business as well. And so I want to share some of my tools for like what I think of as personal power tools, personal power tools. <laughs> Buy it from Home Depot. I'm just kidding. So one of the first things that you've probably heard me talk about this before, but I want you to come up with a list of non-negotiables. This has been really helpful for me. So I actually first heard this. I was in a marriage and family class in college, and he described this list of non-negotiables for a partner. And I was like, I love that word, non-negotiables. You know, back I was single and taking this like marriage and family class. I was like, well, what are my non-negotiables in a marriage? What are my non-negotiables in friendships? And I applied this to business. So as an example, my non-negotiable is I always come back to creating content. I don't have this non-negotiable where I create content every day. That is not a non-negotiable for me. What is a non-negotiable is that I know I will create content. I will come back to it. I always take care of my clients or I communicate with them when I'm going to be away. Non-negotiable means that like I'm never going to quit. I will figure it out. 
And so you might spend time in your journal or just pondering what are your non-negotiables in business? What are your non-negotiables for content creation? So one of mine is that my podcast comes out every week. Now, it doesn't have to be a new podcast, but I know I publish weekly. And before that was a non-negotiable, like if you scroll back and you, not that you need to do this, but you would see that in the early days of my podcast, I would be consistent and then I'd drop off or I'd be consistent and then I'd drop off and I'd have weeks that I'd miss because I didn't feel the power of a non-negotiable and why. So the thing that I want you to pair is like, this is my non-negotiable and why. Why do you want it to be a non-negotiable? What's the impact of it? Why is it important to you? Because that certainty, that commitment, I saw this like little meme on Facebook where it was like the density of a black hole and like the density of commitment. <laughs> and it was like very self-helpy, but I loved it because commitment is I'm doing this no matter what. And it takes a level of awareness because I don't want you to commit to something that you're just going to break because that's not what commitment is. Like commitment is I will feed my family no matter what. That certainty, like my kids will not go hungry no matter what. I know that. That level of certainty, you apply it to a non-negotiable in business. So I want you to be really mindful of what you actually decide are your non-negotiables because I actually think it's better to speak in integrity than not in integrity. I'll give you an example. One time I was coaching a client and she was like, well, I just keep saying I'm going to do the laundry and then I don't and I feel like crap. And I was like, what if we just say like you're not going to do the laundry? And she was like, that doesn't feel good. I'm like, but just start speaking it. Like, I'm not going to do the laundry today and see how that feels. Because what it helps her do was be in integrity. Her word and her actions were in alignment. And so then when she said, I'm going to do the laundry, she wanted to match her alignment with her actions. So she did do the laundry. That's a good little silly example. The way that you might have heard this explained is being impeccable with your word, which I love. Because the more impeccable you become with your word, the more you have personal powers that when you say something, it becomes real. You trust yourself that when you speak, your actions are in alignment. That's what I mean by non-negotiable. The things that like your word is law, like written in blood. <laughs> like when you say something, it's going to happen. That's what I feel like. And I don't have that many non-negotiables in my business. So non-negotiables are the income that I create. It's non-negotiable taking care of my clients and communicating. Like I would never miss a matrix call if I said I was going to be here or I would let you know some obvious things, but also like coming back to content. And that's where I want you to kind of explore. What are your non-negotiables with content? One of my non-negotiables with myself is that I do not compare and despair. If I ever find myself doing that, I immediately get rid of Instagram for the day. It's very rare that that happens because I refuse to have that experience on social media. That's a non-negotiable for me. And so you might explore, what are my non-negotiables for creating content in consuming content? What are my non-negotiables for how I serve my audience and my community? We can play with this too. The next thing that I want to talk about is like the path of least resistance, which has been really helpful for me because I think sometimes we make it a lot harder than it needs to be. And we talked about this two weeks ago when we talked about the universal laws, where it's like the law of least effort or the path of least resistance. The effortless way is another way to think about this. When I don't have a lot of circumstantial power, when things feel hard, when I'm sick, when I feel good, that's great. But I don't rely on feeling good to get stuff done when it needs to be done or to create what I want to create. One of the most powerful beliefs I think we could adopt is like, my business works when I'm sick. I make money when I don't feel well. I love believing that. That's a really powerful belief for me so that I don't have to rely on circumstances for my business to work. That's a belief thing. That's a choice 
to think something on purpose. So path of least resistance, when I'm not feeling good, might look like I put up one story about a quote, right? Something that I can summon, <laughs> something I can do where it's like, I'm still adding value. I'm still being present for my community, but it doesn't feel hard. So what's interesting about the path of least resistance is, is it still takes your thoughts, your beliefs, your choices, but your choices might look different depending on circumstances, right? So if I'm sick or my daughter's sick or we're out of town or something's happening in my life, I'm still choosing personal power through the path of least resistance to make my business work. What's the smallest thing I can do to get where I want to go today is the question that I like to consider. This might be like a little post. It might be a little email. It might be nothing, depending on how it is. But I think when you look at it this way, you can ask yourself, what's the smallest thing I can do, even despite my circumstances, to get me closer to where I want to go? And then with your thoughts, you believe that's enough. This is enough to get me where I want to go. One of the things that we've talked about before in this program is like, sometimes it's not the action that's missing. It's the action plus believing that's enough. So your actions might look the same. You might make a post, make a call to action in the spirit of like, this isn't working. Well, I'm doing it because Amber told me to or because the gurus of the social medias told me to post regularly with a call to action and I am just doing it because I should. Versus this little post is enough to meet someone where they are today and for them to be nurtured by me into becoming a client at some point. It's faith. Because I think sometimes personal power, it can change, right? Depending on what's going on. I coached a client a few years ago who had like tons of chronic health conditions. And it was really challenging for her to get this concept. And it honestly was kind of uncomfortable for me sometimes too, because there were so many things on the circumstantial side that she wasn't very powerful, right? She didn't have a ton of energy because she had lupus. She was constantly having doctor's appointments. So she couldn't hold a job, but she needed to make money. Anyway, all these things. And one of the most powerful coaching sessions I had was talking about her personal power. And the path of least resistance for her was like minimal effort, like one little post, like a selfie of her with a brief value add and a call to action. And I was like, if you do it in faith, like, I know that this will work for you. And it was amazing. Like, well, she believes she was able to post on social media because she thought she, it had to be this like big event. And I shared this path of least resistance idea or the effortless way or however you want to think about it. And she just did it in faith. If she got her first client and she like boxered me, it was like, she's like, yeah, what? It's like, yeah, it worked because of the faith, not necessarily because of the action, but because of her belief that this was enough. And so sometimes your action, when you're judging it as not good enough, when you haven't been intentional and conscious with the thoughts you think about your action, it can completely sabotage you, right? You're going to make a post because someone told you to in the spirit of like, no one cares about this. Like, my audience is so small. It doesn't really matter. No one's going to see this anyway. But personal power, like you're lining up your thoughts with this is enough. That's powerful. So I think the combination of having these non-negotiables and doing things with faith that they're enough, that's how you create results. And if you were honest with yourself, like the last time you posted or the last time you had a call to action, were you in full belief that someone was going to click the link and book a consult or click the link or respond to your email or whatever? Like, this is working. This is enough to get where I want to go. It's really powerful. Because to me, this really is like my bread and butter when things aren't circumstantially normal, <laughs> right? When things feel chaotic or stressful, you could even put on this right side of circumstances like the time of year. 
is we're coming into the holiday season where it could be easy to feel burned out. It can be easy to feel like you have too much on your plate, that you have to do it all, that there's too much to do to focus on your business. And now if you make a conscious choice where you want to put your business down, that's totally fine. But not from a place of like the circumstances are just too great. I can't do it. That's not what I'm talking about. It's like from personal power, like this is what I want. Not because I don't think I can have it. Not because this is my choice. I want it to be a conscious choice. So for a lot of you guys, I think you want business growth even during the holidays, right? So if we know what we want, I want my business to grow in November and December. I want to sign new clients or create new leads or get some evidence that my business is expanding. Then what thoughts do you need to consciously activate in your brain during this time where it's like you feel that expansion and you believe it? to take the actions that are required. Because like, I think a lot of people are like, well, no one buys during the holidays, so I'm not going to sell anything. And my question would be like, well, did you want to sell something during the holidays or did you not want to? Because for a lot of us, we actually have these desires, but we have beliefs that aren't in alignment with our desires. And so we want to make sure they're lined up. So next little exercise that I want you to do. So if I were to list what I want in the next few weeks, what beliefs line up? And this is why we have to start with desires, because if we're not careful, our beliefs will be on default, like kind of what I talked about with Brooke in the beginning. Not to pick on you, Brooke, but this is a great example. If you want your husband to get a job, as soon as it's a good fit, and that's your desire, why would you ever say people just don't get jobs during the holidays? That's not a powerful belief that's according to your desires, based on what you told me you wanted. And so let's say you have a desire to sign a new client. For a lot of you guys, you do. I would never believe that clients don't sign during November and December because that's not in alignment with what I want. So what is in alignment with what I want? Like, this is the best time to buy coaching. This is the best time. My clients are looking for someone during the holidays because they're stressed and they have their dreams and they want support, right? That's what I'm choosing to believe because what I want is an aligned, amazing client to sign. And those are the beliefs that I practice every day. Someone is looking for me. Someone is just so excited to get started on their personal growth journey or their business journey or whatever, their coaching journey. They want this. That's what I'm going to choose to believe because I want this. And so we are going to be a match. I think where we get stuck is a lot of us, like I mentioned in the beginning, is like we stopped focusing on what we wanted or we kind of got what we wanted. So we just start having coasting. And so it's time to dream again. One of my favorite tools is the wouldn't it be cool if list. And that's what I would like you to do for the end of the year, thinking forward to the end of 2023. What would be cool if it happened between now and December 31st? Wouldn't it be cool if I signed two new clients? Wouldn't it be cool if my group got fully booked? Wouldn't it be cool if I had my highest month ever between November and December? Then you get to align your beliefs up with that. And one of the things that I like to do is if this is what I want, What does my brain tell me why I can't have that? (laughs) Because then I get to reverse engineer my beliefs. So if I say I want to have my highest month ever or I want to sign, you know, new clients or whatever my desires are, I ask my brain to tell me, why don't I think I can have this? People are busy during the holidays. They're not looking for this. People are spending money on their families. They don't want to spend money on their businesses. All the brain things. And then I can use that to turn it into a belief. Right. So if my default thinking is no one wants to buy during the holidays because they're too busy, this is what I actually do. Like I put my hand on my heart and I say, help me see this differently. What else is true? 
There are people who love buying coaching during the holidays. There are people looking for a powerful experience of transformation. They want support more than ever. That's what I'm going to choose to believe. And so what I love about this is you can turn lack and limitation into abundance and belief and growth. And so if you don't know what beliefs to have, that's how I like to do it. I actually list out all the reasons. I don't think I can have something and then turn it into the affirmative version. And so like, Brooke, sorry, I'm totally picking on you today. So like, as you are going to say, there's no way people are not looking to fill these roles during the holidays. You can turn that into like the right people are. The people who want to hire my husband are looking for that kind of person right now. Why wouldn't I believe that? Then you practice the law of detachment where we let it go. We don't need to know how or when, just that it can be and know our beliefs, plus the law of detachment where you're like, this is what I believe, but I let go of how or when. That is a really powerful stance. To me, that's personal power in business. I feel like that is what I wanted to say that was on my mind and heart today. When I feel circumstances arising that feel overwhelming, I launched a program years ago now called Emerge, like how to choose personal power after dark night of the soul. Like that was what I called it. And even if it's not like a dark night of the soul, like in some of you, maybe that resonates where things have felt confusing or difficult. Things have felt challenging beyond what you imagined. Or if it's like maybe lighter where you just have felt kind of blah or like uninspired or frustrated, you know, something along those lines. I like to use my circumstances to show me what do I want? What have I stopped believing I can have? Where have I stopped believing in something more for me and my family or my business or clients? And how can I reignite that? Because one of the things that I think about all the time is like how on fire I felt when I first found coaching. And a lot of you guys probably resonate with that where it's like, I can have anything that I want. Like this feeling of like vision and inspiration was like intoxicating in the beginning. It felt so good to imagine that I was the creator of my life, that I could choose whatever I wanted and go for it. And then we get into it and things happen and we kind of forget that magic. This is how we bring it back. What do I really want? And sometimes circumstances are the contrast, right? Contrast creates clarity for us that gives us the insight into what we want. So if you've experienced clients not signing, that helps you know that you want clients to sign. If you've had the experience of signing a less than ideal client, it gives you the contrast to know the kind of client that you do want. If you've experienced financial shortage, it gives you the experience to know, I want financial overflow. And so circumstantial power, when circumstances don't go our way, they're still working for us if we do this work. I hope you actually do it. I hope maybe you actually did it while I was talking. Actually writing down what you want and actually writing down the beliefs and seeing it on paper or putting it in your phone. I have a client that she does like alarms on her phone all day, like new thoughts, new beliefs of things that she's trying to practice and become like certain as. It's like an alarm and she practices feeling it every time, like the certainty of the belief. Like if you did this work where you're like, these are my desires, this is why I don't think I can have it. I'm going to flip that into a new empowering belief you want to feel it and have conviction in it. It can't just be this passive experience, right? We want the emotional experience of it. Neville Goddard talks about this like as the wish fulfilled, right? So you feel the certainty that you feel like it's done when you share the belief in your body. That's what we want. This is not a passive exercise. This is a very real 
kind of meticulous process. You want to actually feel the truth of the belief. So I want to help you now that I'm done on my little spiel. This has been really powerful for me. If you ever feel overwhelmed, I like to separate it out where it's like, these are the circumstances. This is where I don't feel circumstantial power. Where do I still have personal power? What am I going to believe regardless of circumstances? Who am I going to be regardless of circumstances? What do I want to believe about this despite whatever's happening? And then making that conscious has been super helpful for me where I never feel like I'm a victim to circumstances, including circumstances that I created. And so this brings your power back. We're never a victim as long as you remember this. Okay, how can I help you? What came up for you guys as we chatted? Where do you guys feel stuck? Okay, I'll jump in. Yeah, the brave one, Kristen. I love it. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I'm brave, but I have had a belief that I have held on to for a long time that I don't get what I want. Let's get what they want in your mind. Everybody Does else. Anyone? Oh, so everyone else does get what they want, but not you. Mostly, but unless not like a universal belief that like, well, people just don't really get what they want. No, it's about you specifically me. Yeah. And I've done some work around it. I feel like this is like my unexamined brain played mm -hmm. that out for many, many decades. And the last five years, I've done a lot of looking at it, but it has felt pretty deep and it has morphed a little bit. And I definitely can see how I actually have always gotten what I wanted. I can see that. But then my next thought is, but I've really held back on what I allow myself to want. I know part of it is like, I want to avoid disappointment or like if I put all my faith and energy and commitment into something and then it falls apart or it doesn't, I don't get it or whatever. I've just had experiences where I'm like, oh, that feels awful. So I'm never doing that again. Can you give me an example? I mean, <laughs> we've actually talked about this a couple of times, but it's a house. I appreciate the house that I have now, but it was not the house that I loved. And my physical surroundings feel really important to me. And about seven years ago, we had plans drawn up. We have a lot we were going to build, but I think that I had a lot of reservations about it. And I feel okay with our decision, but I really do believe that it was made from beliefs of like, I think that was an underlying current behind it. Like I found like it played out. It always does. Yeah. And I didn't get what I wanted because I didn't believe that I deserved it or that I could handle having it or that, but it sounds so silly to think, but my brain said something like, oh, I don't want to be perceived as being prideful. And now I'm like, half of those houses must be prideful. Yes. And I don't think I believe that now, but anyway, that's an example. That's a great example, but you're also not that person. So now I think the question is, what do you want to create now that you know that you're the creator of your life? Mm. Do you want to create a house? I definitely want to. I don't want to be disappointed. I don't want to put all the energy into it and then not have it happen, which is what I feel like happened the last time. But this is what's interesting. You already don't have it. It's true. What you're afraid of, you already are experiencing. Oh, why is Amber? <laughs> I think you, you know that. Yeah. But this is what's interesting is you stopped creating it because you're afraid of wanting it and not getting it, but you already don't have it. The only thing that's missing is your desire to create it, which is what will create it, ironically. You stopped activating that inside. This is what I was talking about with the desires, the desires that we put down. We stopped because we're so afraid of being disappointed 
And we only can be disappointed if we want something that we don't get. But the only way you can get something is if you pursue it because you want it. I had a mentor. I took a program with her and she said something that like I wrote down in my journal because it was so profound for me. She said, if you're willing to risk being disappointed, you can have whatever you want in life. Because so many of us don't risk being disappointed that we actually never get to where we want to go. I'll tell you a funny story. This, I don't think I ever told you the story. So when me and my husband were dating, I broke up with him and he like did not accept that as an answer. And so one day I'm just walking to school and we were like still, you know, on good terms. One day he came up and he kissed me on the street and he's like, I just had to know. I just had to know. I couldn't do what we were doing. And I was like shocked because like that was, we had like broken up and everything. But it made me think all day about what I really wanted. And when we got together that night, because he's like, I want to talk to you. Like, okay. We ended up getting back together, which is so funny. One thing that he said, he's like, I had to know. Like, I was willing to be disappointed by you saying we're not going to be together. But what I wanted was to be together. So I had to know and risk being disappointed to get to the knowledge. And I remember thinking, like, that is so interesting because like I would have never risked something like that to get what I wanted. But now I do. Back then I didn't. But I think in business, we have lots of opportunities to risk being disappointed. Every time we make an offer, every time we say we want more clients, we risk being disappointed. And I think that if you are willing to risk being disappointed to get your house, you will get your house. That's what I think. That's what I believe. Not that you will be disappointed, but to risk being disappointed. It's the paradox. Because if you don't go for it, you won't be disappointed, but you also won't get it. You'll just accept it how it is right now. Thank you. Let's get a house. I'm excited. Let's keep doing this work. I want you to get it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do too. I think now I'm going to like circumstance, like I'm like, oh, well, the circumstances are now because we're both self-employed that, oh, now we can't. But I'm like, no, what if it's even a better time to get it? Because we're unlimited by like a salary cap. We're unlimited by what some CEO has determined is the amount of money that we can make. Yes. Like this is that belief again. Why wouldn't you believe your circumstances are perfect for what you want? Why would you believe anything else? You and Matt both have the potential to create exponentially more than you did when he was at a job because you work for yourselves. That in and of itself is a path to getting your house. You already have the plans and the lot. Well, yeah, but now I would like a different lot and a different house, but that's okay because that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. The clarity is so important to have about what you want. So now you just have to line up your beliefs with getting the house so that you take the actions in alignment with getting the house. Did you do that work where it's like, why don't I think I can have it? Besides the salary, what else is there? Like right now? Yeah. Like what is your brain offering you about why you can't have it? That we don't have consistent regular income right now. So then how do we turn that into a belief? It's going to feel that delusional feeling. Like we create regular, amazing income from our coaching businesses. We're always creating more every month. But now you can like go there. But don't you want that to be your reality? Yeah. And you know how to create that reality is with your beliefs. So that's where we start. I'm so grateful that we have the capability of creating regular, amazing income as coaches. Yeah. It feels uncomfortable to you, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like in your body, you're like, yeah, that's nice. I really like, yeah, that's it. cute. <laughs> this is how you, this is the beginning of how you've created everything. Is a thought like this, a new awareness just entered your possibility that like 
not only could your income be better than his salary, it could be more predictable. It could be higher. It could be the thing to get your house instead of feeling like the salary was the thing that was going to get our house. What if that's not true? What if this was the thing that got your house and this new awareness came in perfect timing because now you know how to create through conscious beliefs? Yes, I definitely believe I am learning how to create through conscious beliefs. I love it. I love it too. I'm excited. When you do get your house, I want to be invited over so we can party. (laughs) Okay. Yep, I will do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Believe your circumstances are perfect for what you want to create. Love that so much. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to believe that, Brooke, but like, I think that's the gift of what coaching gave to me. It's like, why not believe that? If I don't believe that, I'm blocking everything that I want. Cool. Thank you, Kristen. Anyone else want to play like that with me? <laughs> what do you guys have to? I will if nobody else wants to go. Hey, Danita, what's up? So I identified the wouldn't it be cool if that yes. has like three things to happen between now and the end of the year is what came up. And the reason, like the main reason that I can't get it is because I don't have enough energy. And so as you were coaching Kristen, I was trying to like think about what feeling I have to risk. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, do I have to risk feeling tired or depleted? Because that's like the feeling that I least want to feel. But then I was like, I always feel that way. Like I always feel tired and depleted. So then I started thinking like, maybe I have to actually risk feeling rested or like vitality because I don't often feel that. That is fascinating. Yeah. And something about like, how I've always done it. It feels like it's, I hate the word hustle because I feel like I've come so far with that word, but it's like, I've always like worked more. And so I'm tempted to think that I don't have enough time or energy because I'm always thinking in the paradigm of like, how does it fit in? What do I have to do? Like, what action do I have to take? But what I really want is for it to be easy. (laughs) That's what I want. I want these specific things, but I don't like, I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. And I kind of feel like I just need a season of rest. So I still want these things, but I feel like I can't have them because it requires action and energy. Which is just a belief thing. And that's what I was saying. It's not just the results that I want you guys to have. I want you to experience creating the results the way you want to create the results. So it's going to sound silly, almost like it's not lazy, but it's like, I want to create these results doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Like I want it to come to me easily. And let's believe that. I think you don't believe that you can have what you want and it be easy or and it be like not super hard. I like wrote down, I have to work at it. I'm not allowed to have it easily. Like it has to be almost like the work makes it valuable. Or like you're worthy of it because you worked for it. Yeah. I have to like prove something. What if you just already are worthy of it? You don't need to prove anything. Well, and that's the feeling I think I have to risk feeling that I'm not used to feeling. Yeah, that it feels uncomfortable. What is the feeling? That's what I've been thinking about. I think it's abundant. I think I'm tempted to judge it as like lazy. Mm -hmm. But I think the feeling is actually like trust or abundance, something in that area. I just wanted to like say that out loud to like clarify it. No, I love it. I'm excited to see what that feels like for you. There's a book that I've referred to before. It's The Ultimate Coach. And he has this exercise where you create a document. And in his document, there's a lot of like, I am statements. 
And one of his I am statements is I am that I have nothing. Well, it's not his, but anyway, I am that I have nothing to prove is the statement that I wanted to share with you. And I am that I have nothing to prove is a bumping. If you're not doing work to prove something, if you're just already worthy of what you want, then what? Yeah, it's almost like a stillness that comes with that abundance and that trust and that like deep knowing. Yeah. And it's not that you don't take action, but maybe less action is required than you thought to create the things on your list. What's I do, though? One of my favorite thoughts is like, what if this was easier than I ever thought? But if it was easier than I could even imagine? What if it was better than I could even imagine? And a fan. Thanks, Cynthia. Okay, anyone else want to jump on the hot seat? Okay, then I will let you ladies go. Please, I would love to hear the follow-up of this conversation. If you have more thoughts or ideas, like please put it in the community chat. I'd love to see your ideas. Excited for the seeds that were planted. Like I said, this is an exercise that I do a lot, especially when I've been feeling like almost like foggy. It's like, oh, I just stopped having clear desires and I stopped having clear beliefs that are in alignment with those desires. When you get that focus, like life just feels better when you're working towards something in belief, right? Not working towards something in doubt. Working toward it in belief feels a lot better. And that clarity is hopefully what you're creating from this conversation. So let me know how it goes. I'd love to follow up. As a reminder, next week we're not meeting since it's the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So I will see you the following Wednesday. So have a beautiful Thanksgiving. All of gratitude and just the feelings of abundance and blessings and all of the good stuff. Okay. All right, you guys. Talk to you later.